Welcome to another episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Nathan Johnson, and this is episode number six. And though I have a bad case of allergies and a bit congested, I am excited today to talk about the fourth of the five pillars of Christian growth. Let's dive in. We've been walking through what I call the five pillars of Christian growth, five ways where you can purposely build your life around Jesus Christ. So far, we've talked about worship, Bible study, and prayer. And today, we're looking at the fourth pillar, which is share him, the pillar of giving what you have. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but when you find this nugget of truth, sometimes you just find that you just can't hold it in. It just becomes so exciting. It's what I like to call the volcano effect. See, truth that changes our lives causes a movement and a pressure within us to share that truth with others. Now, I first understood this idea from preaching. When I first preached, I got to admit, I spent a lot of time studying and preparing and trying to figure out what on earth I was going to say. But when I got up, I was rather nervous. I was a little unsure of myself. And truth be told, (laughs) it was pretty horrible. But as the years have gone by, Though I still did the same amount of study and preparation, I've noticed that something began to change. See, a few years ago, as I began to share the truth, man, the the word of God not only just became so alive in me, but when I began to preach that truth, oh, it was like this volcano rose up and I became so excited for the truth that I was sharing. See, truth was meant to be shared. See, a lot of times we think that truth is this limited resource. We, we, we think that once we share it, we'll never have more of it. You know, it, it's like your favorite dessert. The moment I offer you a piece of my favorite dessert, well, that's just less dessert for me. But in reality, truth is more like an endless aquifer. The, 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 more, that I, the more that I draw from this well, this, this endless aquifer, the more I begin to discover that it is an endless, endless aquifer. It's an endless well. There is always more depth, more richness to the truth. Once I share the truth, I find that God gives me greater understanding of that truth. And one of the best ways to know truth is to share it. Let me give you an illustration. I I work at a discipleship training school. And one of the things that I've noticed is that when I prepare to share, say, a session or or a lesson or a concept, the, the rigor that I go through to prepare and, and get it ready to teach makes me know that topic even more. See, one of the things that I've realized is that if I really want to know something, begin to share it. I once heard it said that, that thoughts untangle themselves through lips and pencil tips. In other words, when we speak or when we write it, it, it forces clarity of our thinking and of our mind so that we make sense. What if truth in your life could be this volcano effect. What if you could get so tight with truth? And just as a reminder, truth isn't just facts and information. Truth, biblically, is a person named Jesus. And what if I could get so wrapped up and so tight with this person named Jesus that it would just create this volcano effect in my life that I just couldn't help myself? I would, I would have this passion, this, this consumption to share this truth that I have in my life with everyone around me. A good friend of mine once said to me years ago, he said, Nathan, what we need in the Christian world is a Christian Steve Irwin. Now, I don't know if you remember Steve Irwin, but Steve Irwin was known as a crocodile hunter. 
Now, granted, the show was a little cheesy, but what was so invigorating about his character is that he was passionate about his crocodiles. Boy, the, the best thing on the planet, the most exciting thing for that moment was what was right in front of him. See, we need Christians like that with Jesus. Wouldn't it be neat if we had a whole bunch of people who are so obsessed with Jesus, so wrapped in with the truth of him that they just couldn't help but share what they had with others? See, that's the volcano effect. Now you look at me and say, Nathan, that's great. I, I do want to share what I have. I, I just, I, I'm just kind of a shy person. I don't really know what to do. H- how do I take what God has done in my life and begin to share it with others? Well, let me give you three simple ways that you can share what you have with those around you. Number one, take advantage of the everyday moments. Yes, I would encourage you to take advantage of formal opportunities. If you're ever given the, given the opportunity to you know teach Sunday school or, or speak in a Bible study group or preach, I would say take advantage of it. Don't neglect those opportunities. But far too many of us excuse ourselves from sharing truth because we just don't have such an opportunity to do so. Yet what I found is that some of the best conversations and discussions happen not in a classroom or from a pulpit, but in everyday living. What if you could take your mealtimes, your phone conversations, uh, your, your time at work when you're just kind of talking with your coworkers, the, the opportunities when you're walking down the hallway at school. What if you could take the everyday moments that God gives you and begin to share him and his marvelous truth with those people? See, sharing what you have doesn't have to be this big, complicated thing. Take advantage of the everyday moments that God has in front of you and begin to just speak forth truth. Take those moments and and bring forth the life of Jesus. Bring every conversation to a realization or to the point where it focuses upon him. See, what if as you're going through the drive-thru at the fast food restaurant, well, what if going to Walmart to shop for groceries, what if those kind of everyday moments became opportunities to share what you have and what God has done in your life? Number two, evangelism. Now, I realize that the word evangelism caused fear for many Christians, but in its most basic form, evangelism is simply telling somebody about how Jesus has transformed your own personal life. If what we have in the Christian life is in fact good news, why would we want to keep it to ourselves? Evangelism does not have to be complicated or some formal activity that we do. In fact, it should just be a part of our everyday lives. Most of us encounter numerous people every single day. And each instance is an opportunity to glorify Jesus Christ and share what he has done in our lives as we articulate the gospel and the transforming relationship that Jesus longs to have with those individuals. So you don't have to make this a very complicated thing. Again, take advantage of those opportunities that he has placed in front of you, but be purposeful in sharing the gospel. So again, number one, take advantage of the everyday moments you have. Number two, be purposeful in evangelism. And number three is the idea of purposeful mentoring. One of my favorite things to do is mentor young men. Sitting down and sharing life with young men has been far more rewarding for me than it probably is for them. It gives me the ability to share what I've learned and encourage them in their walk with Christ. Finding another Christian to meet with and pour into is a great way to grow yourself. And the key is to be intentional. Now, if you're like, Nathan, I, I, I don't know if I can find someone to mentor. Here are a couple quick thoughts. Have you been married for a few years? Well, then why don't you take a newlywed or an engaged couple under your wing? 
If you're a young adult, consider talking to the parents of a teenager about meeting with them and encouraging their son or their daughter. Or what if you would just find a new believer and begin a discipleship process with him? See, there are people all around us who would love to have someone pour into them and invest in their lives. I personally have been greatly impacted by mentors in my own life, and I have found indescribable value in mentoring others. Whether it be through weekly coffee shop meetings, a monthly phone call, or random lunches together, find someone, and I would probably encourage you to find someone of your own gender, and begin to share Jesus and his word with him. Begin to live life with somebody, and you'll find that not only will you grow, but they will grow as well. So again, three simple ways for you to share what God has done in your life. Take advantage of the everyday moments, be purposeful in evangelism, and number three, consider this idea of mentoring other people around you. It doesn't have to be formal, it doesn't even have to be that official, but begin to take what God has done in your life and what he shared with you through your time in the word and begin to pour that into the lives of the people around you. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What would it look like if you took the life, the truth, and the love that God has lavished upon you and you in turn shared that with a dark and dying world? What would it look like if the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you would literally use your life to be a witness of Jesus to the world around you? In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28, Paul says, Let him who stole still no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that that he may have something to give him who has need. Now, I recognize that in this context, Paul is talking about stealing and laboring. But when I originally studied this passage, what jumped out to me is Paul's reasoning or conclusion, which is this, that he may have something to give him who has need. The spiritual principle here is that we'd always have something to share. And Paul's not talking about just merely giving our money, but our time and our lives as well. Now, if I may take the liberty to apply this to the topic at hand, what would it look like to know Jesus so well that you always had substance, the life, the gospel, truth, and love to share with the world around you? If Jesus is the most valuable thing in your life, why wouldn't you want to share him? Wouldn't it be neat if you were known as someone who always had something to give? And again, it's not just about money, but what if it was your time and your life and the wisdom that God's given you and the insight he's opened in the word? What if it it was the the truth and the transformation that he's done through the gospel in your own personal life? Don't hoard what God has given you. Share the transforming good news of the gospel with those around you. Now that's what I want for you. And that's the fourth pillar of, of Christian growth. We can't hoard. We must share and give that which God has given us. So again, share your life, share the insights from the word, share your time, and obviously share the richness of the gospel with those around you. Well, thanks for listening to the Deeper Christian Podcast. If you're interested in the book, The Five Pillars of Christian Growth, it's available as a free download on deeperchristian.com. Please go to deeperchristian.com and click on the free resources at the top right to become a member of the community and have access to not only this book, but also other great resources. For show notes of this episode, including an outline and links to other resources and articles, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 006 for episode number six. 
Now join me next time as we conclude this mini-series on five ways to grow in our spiritual lives. Until then, know I'm cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.